Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, this is John Katsimatidis, and what a show we have for you today in the studio. We have Judge Weinberg, Congressman King, and uh, First Deputy Mayor uh, Rudy Washington, and of course, Curtis, to report what's going on in the streets. But Rita, I understand we have some uh, breaking news. Breaking news, WABC. Yeah, a huge news day. It is just breaking now uh, that the special counsel, David Weiss, intends to seek an indictment against President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, on the gun charges. And joining us here on Cats and Cosby is the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, Congressman James Comer. Uh, chairman, great to have you here. What's your reaction to this big news? Well, I mean, the, it's obvious that Hunter Biden's committed at least a dozen crimes. I would rank this gun charge uh, a very distant 12th in the crimes that he's committed. But look, you know, I'm I'm viewing this whole why situation uh, with caution uh, because it was just a few weeks ago he was trying to negotiate blanket immunity to Hunter Biden. And obviously the judge, because of the work that we've done on the House Oversight Committee and Ways and Means Committee, Judiciary Committee, we sent her uh, communication that that listed all the crimes that the that the president's sons committed, and she started rattling them off. The most obvious would be the Foreign Agents Registration Act violation, and and multiple tax evasion cases. But the gun charge is is the least among them. Obviously, he violated the law, and Joe Biden wants to create more gun laws. I mean, so you know, it, it, it's I'm not surprised, but. David Weiss has a long way to go uh, chairman, to chairman, clear is, his good chairman, name. Yeah, this is Pete King. Uh, it's great yes, to have sir. you back on. Uh, what are you hearing about immunity? I mean, to me, as you said, this is the least of the charges. If he pleads to this and gets a waiver on everything else, you know, if everything else is uh, exempted, then he's home free as a practical matter, considering what he's yeah. up against. Yeah, look, I I think everybody in America needs to be paying close attention to this. Uh, they already tried to sneak something through once. We need to make sure they don't do it again. But uh, look, again, this is the the least of all the crimes that Hunter Biden's committed is lying on the gun application. I mean, this is this is someone that six major banks said was money laundering. This is someone that two of the most credible IRS agents who were leading the investigation testified under oath to the American people in our oversight committee that had. Uh, created that had committed many tax evasion crimes over many years this is someone that uh, clearly has violated the foreign agents registration act the the list goes on and on i could argue with all the shell companies he's committed racketeering and 
you know, you could even make a case for a RICO charge because this was very organized. So, you know, this this gun thing, I, I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm just watching it with caution. And uh, we're talking to the chairman of the House uh, Oversight Committee, James Comer. I got to ask you the big question. So, where are we then uh, with even the impeachment inquiry with Joe Biden? I know you said you've been getting stonewalled. Uh, you've been putting in all these requests. Do you think that that's full steam ahead, or where are we at timing-wise? I think that a majority. I think that 218 in our conference now see that this investigation has proven that Joe Biden has lied dozens and dozens of times to the American people, big lies about his knowledge and involvement in his family's corrupt business schemes. I think they realize that multiple government agencies are obstructing our investigation, and I think they're ready to vote to give me the and the Oversight Committee the authority to have uh, impeachment inquiry as we head to court, which is inevitable. Uh, we're going to head to court as our subpoenas become more advanced with respect to specific Biden bank accounts and specific Biden correspondence that uh, – the National Archives is preventing us from having. So you think did, the votes did, are did there? Say, you did, think the votes but, are there? Did we I say do. that Mayorkas, the, the Homeland Security, uh, said to the Secret Service, they, they told the Secret Service not to give you the information? That's exactly what our source in the Secret Service said. We were working very closely with the Secret Service. Uh, they told us there was information that would be very helpful. Uh, it was like they wanted to give it to us. They wanted to do the right thing. There are people in the federal government that want to do the right thing. Unfortunately, those at the top don't. And uh, they received a call from Mayorkas saying, stand down, do not cooperate with Comer, do not cooperate with the House Oversight Committee. Wow. So that's uh, that's obstruction at the highest levels. We've gone through the same stuff with Merrick Garland. And uh, you asked the question, Reed, about the, the votes. I do think the votes are there, yes. Mr. Chairman, it's Judge Richard Weinberg. Good to talk to you again, sir. What I'm very concerned about is the way the archives are stonewalling you, and now they're making an argument that there's executive privilege. I'm troubled by that argument because, as you and I both know, Mr. Chairman, executive privilege has to do with the rendering of advice to a government official for the purpose of doing their job. It's not private business dealings with uh, with the son of the vice president of the United States. What say you? I agree. Uh, I couldn't say it better than you just said it. And look, if if Joe Biden wants to do what he said he was going to do, have the most transparent administration in history, then then turn these over. These are government emails. This isn't personal emails. We're not uh, we're not uh, raiding his personal house, going through his closet. His and you're not an ordinary these lawyer. Are government you're, emails. You're not an ordinary lawyer. You're the Congress. That's right. Yeah, chairman of the yeah, House yeah. Oversight. I mean, we you, you know that that's why we started this way. We started with bank records. We because we knew if we tried to go for this stuff on day one, they would say, "Oh, this is political. This is retaliation because of what they're doing to Trump." We have built the case that this family has been involved in some of the most corrupt acts that we've ever seen from any political family in the history of the United States of America. Uh, And now we need government emails that they are redacting where Joe Biden was using pseudonyms, aliases to disguise his knowledge, to deceive the FOIA request that might happen someday. And I think we built the case that we deserve to have these 
government emails. Yeah, you bet. And especially as John's saying, you are chairman of the House Oversight Committee. Yep. This is a congressional request. Everybody, we're talking to the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, Judge Weinberg. And the other issue that concerns me a great deal, Mr. Chairman, you alluded to it, is if they cut a deal with respect to the uh, the false application, the false filing on the gun charge, is this an attempt to uh, somehow blockade any further investigation and prosecution of the influence peddling scandal? Well, that's what I said when David Weiss was appointed. They knew we were headed to court, and my fear is when we get to court, someone's going to stand up and say, Your Honor, we're with the special counsel, and there's an ongoing investigation. So we're tasked with this investigation, not the House Oversight Committee. I mean, there wouldn't be a special counsel were it not for the House Oversight Committee. For all practical purposes, we've been the special counsel for the past eight months. You know, when we started this investigation, the media was still saying that the laptop was Russian disinformation. The media was saying that Joe Biden's family never got money from China. The media was saying that Joe Biden had never met any of these people, had any knowledge of any of these people. Nobody knew about the shell companies. Nobody knew that nine Biden family members received wires from foreign nationals. This has all been proven with our investigation over the past eight months, and we've got a long way to go. And all we're facing is obstruction from from the government and from the Biden attorneys. Hey, Congressman, uh, this is uh, Rudy Washington. When when is the Congress going to hold some of these people in contempt? Uh, the way it was done uh, to uh, to the Trump administration and people put up on trial, indicted. When is any of that going to happen? When when are we going to get aggressive and fight back? I mean, I just keep hearing and nothing happens. Yeah. Well, believe me, nobody wants it more than than me uh we've got this impeachment inquiry and it's been it's been a heavy lift heavier than it should have been but we're there we've i'm confident we've got the votes for that uh you know and it's it we find new information out each week it's not like the investigation's over no one knew about the pseudonyms three weeks ago no one knew that hunter biden had flown on air force one uh Five times more than had been previously. It's I mean, getting, Air Force Two. No one getting, knew that Hunter Biden had flown on Air very Force serious. Two five times more. Yeah. Uh, Congressman Comer is getting very serious. Thank you for everything you do to get to the truth in our country, and that's all we want is the truth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So great to have you, Congressman. We always love hearing from you. Thank you. And Keep up the good fight. Was, and Thanks for a, having me. Thank you. Uh, and now he's breaking news from Congressman Comer from the uh, from Washington. And, wow! And let's go to Curtis right now. And Curtis was going to give us a, uh, an update. What's going on in the streets of New York? Curtis, are you blocking the the bridges? That's the new headline. No, that's uh, if they continue to pour the illegal aliens into Staten Island. You see, there's a United Front: Vito Fasella, Nicole Maliotakis. You see, uh, Andrew Lanza, the state senator, Joe Borelli. Uh, David Carr, it's all united. Uh, and naturally, we have a grandma brigade that's surrounding uh, Saint, the Saint, uh, uh, the uh, actual high school where the illegals are housed. But I'd much rather talk about the most vicious beating I've ever seen in my life. And you know I've seen beatings. This 60-year-old grandmother, savagely beaten 50 times by this just psychologically, criminally insane person who should not have been in the streets of the subways. Do you know that the token booth clerk female took the video? Two cops did respond. We were never told that. 
And the two cops go over to the monster. They get his side of the story. The woman's laying on her back. She can barely talk. They say to her, guess what? He wants to press charges against you. If you press charges against him, we got to lock you both up. Oh, my God. Those two cops should be fired. Yeah, and 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 the guy was let go, right? He and now he's been arrested. Go. That that you know, it's, I have a serious question, Chris, because I'm I'm furious about this too with you. This when you see the videotape, I would assume the cops saw the videotape. The token token booth they woman never is filming asked it. the token booth clerk why, why didn't they didn't want to make it? the arrest. That's amazing. This is going on all the time to it's suppress to suppress That's statistics. Why, wait, wait, wait. That's why arrest records are down. Exactly. Yes. Because they're not arresting people. You're not even you arresting. And it can, you can't blame Alvin Bragg for this. Yeah. Alvin Bragg had nothing to do with this. This is terrible. This was, so I believe. So she's laying on the ground, right, Curtis. Laying on the ground. She's been beaten 50 times. And the cops go up to her and say, well, if you're going to press charges against him, we're going to have to lock you up also. That's amazing and to me. by the way, guess who's going to have to be paying for this? We, the taxpayers. She's got a lawsuit like you can't believe. Can you imagine? Right. Corporation counsel would never go before a jury. A black grandmother with with children and grandchildren is beaten by, by the, a savage who was allowed to stay in the streets in subways because he should have been locked up in yeah. Kirby Psychiatric. That's the thing. He's a repeat offender, this guy, over right? He's like a nine-time repeat offender, And you know right? what the transit cop said? The transit police commissioner? Oh, well, you know, she got locked up a few times, too. Oh, really? I'd like to know what she did. That's I don't disgusting. care if she got locked up 200 times. Yeah, she was beaten. You see Nobody. it on the video. Curtis, there's no gray what uh, happened. I we agree gotta, with we you. Gotta, Curtis, we got to move on. Thank you. I mean, this is, you know, as mad as I held that what's going on in Washington, what's going on in New York, we're mad, too. And uh, Congressman King, I understand you are very, very upset at what's going on with uh uh, I was saying the settlement that the... Yeah, uh, some of the protests, right? Well, the settlement the city entered into yesterday regarding the George Floyd riots, where we had almost uh, 400 cops uh, ended up injured in the hospital, 500 businesses were either burned down or looted, St. Patrick's Cathedral was vandalized, Macy's were put on fire, and now it's the cops who's their fault. And the settlement is entered into saying the cops were too rough on the demonstrators. Anybody who watched it at night or those nights and saw how Antifa and Black Lives Matter had these coordinated attacks going on, it's going all it means the next time these riots come, it's going to be worse than ever. So to me, it's a disgrace that the city entered into that. And uh, uh, Judge Weinberg explained, too, because what they did was basically lower the criteria for when they respond. Listen, they're making it much more difficult for the cops to make an arrest and to actively deploy this forces to stop these kinds of riots. That's what they've done. They've made us, this consent decree makes the people of the city of New York less safe well, why don't we go to, uh, to uh, Lee I, uh, Lee I, uh, Professor Let's go to Professor Dershowitz, and I want his opinion on this, too, uh, sure. uh, Peter. All right, I'm Professor Dershowitz. Uh, what are your thoughts about this? Did you hear that they, they basically did a tiered approach to responding to these riots, which make it more difficult for police to come out? Well, first of all, I'm not as old as Lee Iacocca, but I appreciate <laughs> He was a great man. He, he was. was a great man. He was. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, you know, there's so much problem going on in, in, in New York today. And, and the idea that you would have uh, riots that you compensate the rioters, 
you know, you could easily say that these riots are insurrections under the 14th Amendment. The riots in Portland, the riots around in the West Coast, the riots that followed um, some of the uh, other killings of police, they were all in the form of, you can call them insurrections, you can call them revolts, but insurrection is in the in the eye of the beholder. But what I wanted to talk about, I hope you will allow me to, my university, Harvard, where I worked for 50 years, has just been ranked the worst school in the United States in terms of free speech. Not the next to the worst, but the worst. It got a score below zero, below zero, below zero. zero. They, 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 They don't gauge it below zero, but the actual rough score was below zero. Now, I don't want to make this self-aggrandizing, but this all happened after I left. When I was at Harvard for 50 years, it was one of the better schools on free speech because I would not let them get away with anything. Anytime they try to discipline a teacher, I was there to fight for them. But today, the administration, the faculty, they're on the side, not all of them, of suppression of free speech. There's a small group, I'm in it, uh, headed by Steve Pinker, a great professor, uh, uh, the Committee on Academic Freedom at Harvard. Can you imagine that you need a committee for academic freedom? You think everybody would support academic freedom at Harvard, but no, the majority of faculty and students do not support academic freedom or freedom of speech. It's freedom of speech for me, but not for thee. They think free speech is only for people who agree with them, and Harvard is producing the leaders of the world, the future leaders. Ten years from now, these people are going to be in Congress. Twenty years from now, they'll be running for president. And that's what Harvard is doing today? No free speech? It's an outrage. What percentage of the students are foreign students? Well, you know, the foreign students are among the best. Um, uh, but uh, what percentage of, of them? Is it, is it the foreign students that p- push it that way? Is it the no, Chinese think, students that no, push it that way? Who is it? No. It's the regular kids. It's, you know, it's, 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 I hate to say this, but the Jewish kids from Brooklyn, uh, the kids who went to the fancy high schools, not only Jewish kids, but they're among the leaders of the most woke, progressive, um, also anti-Israel, uh, the, the the major leaders of the Jewish of the anti-Israel organizations, the anti-free speech organizations, many of them. Well, we have, is, we have is, a Jewish guy from Brooklyn who wants to chime in. Is it the water? Is it the water they drink in Brooklyn? What is it? <laughs> well, you know, but there are students from every group. There are African American students. There are Latino students. There are many Brahmins. All you know, it's a mixed group. But it's just not a healthy situation at Harvard. The reason Harvard's got such a low ranking is the administration was punishing professors for not towing the line. I didn't tow the line. For 50 years, I didn't tow the line. But they didn't have the nerve to come after, you know, somebody like me or some other people. But now, so many faculty support this. Now, there are some great faculty who are fighting back, but not enough of them. And And the victims are the students, the quiet students, the ones who want to be educated, the ones... And and you know what's happening now? Students are not taking political science anymore at Harvard or history. They're majoring in computer sciences because they don't want to be indoctrinated. They don't want professors to teach them their opinions. How sad. Professors to teach them the facts. And And you, you get that in computer science. But you don't get that in many of the other subjects. And we're talking to Professor Alan Dershowitz. Judge Weinberg, go ahead. Alan is a is a fellow Jewish kid from from Brooklyn. I just, <laughs> I just want to tell you, 
that I'm very upset that in that article talking about what Harvard ranking, they said that 27% of college kids today believe it's acceptable to use violence to suppress speech that they disagree with. How do we right. deal and, with that? And, and, and there was a professor at, I think, Wayne State, I may have had the university wrong, who when Stanford students prevented a judge from speaking, he got wrote wrote a tweet saying that wasn't enough. You should have killed him. Well, you should have killed him. Wow. Uh, you know, and 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 you hear that now. You hear that that you know who was it that said that? Uh, I think it was uh, Oscar Wilde that that uh, assassination is the ultimate form of censorship. Oh, and now, let me let me let's let's go back to mean. Congressman King. What did yeah. Eric Adams actually do? In other words, as a settlement to to the. Uh, one of those Black Lives Matter situation. Right. He settled and says, if it's Black Lives Matter or, 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 or similar to that, and they are rioting, that the police should not touch him? No, basically, uh, uh, Alameda no more, but they uh, stop what's called kettling, where you lock in yeah. the demonstrators and you get it under control. Yeah. You surround them and you, and you keep them confined. And, and that somehow is And the other piece of it is you can't make an arrest on the street when you see the activities going on, unless you get a clearance from a superior officer. Well, yes, that's, yes. That's a chilling effect. The PBA didn't sign on to it. No. No, they don't no. want it. They, no, they, they didn't sign on to it. Do you understand we're going to have the PBA on tomorrow night? Yeah, we're having uh, Pat Hendry, who is the new PBA chief, Patrolman's Benevolent Association. He's coming on tomorrow. I mean, this is out of control. What's it going is. On? They're furious, by the way, John. They they feel like this makes them with their hands tied because what it also says is on the first tier, basically you send a response person, not even well, really and, a full throttle officer. Where, I mean, come where, on. What Curtis was talking about that these police officers, the reason one of the reasons crime is down statistic wise. Is that these police they're officers, arrests. they're not making arrests. Right? So therefore, the numbers are down. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Well, imagine all this shoplifting and boosting, no arrests, occasionally petty larceny, 90,000 packages a day stolen, no police reports, no arrests. The city is out of control. People of control. steal with impunity, and there are no consequences. And the cops, they don't make collars. They don't anger the deputy inspector at the precinct who looks good during Comstat. And Eric Adams says, oh, crime is down. Yeah, well, you tell that to the people who ride the subways and deal in the streets or who run a mom-and-pop retail store. They know different. Yeah, they do make scary. an arrest and go to court, most times the judge throws it out. Throws so it out. It's how, a, it's how about a vicious the case, cycle we're in. Pete, also the case of the migrant. I want to bring it up because it just epitomizes. The DA won't allow it to get to court. Well, and John, the case of the migrant. There's the guy. This is the Venezuelan guy. He's busted six times, 14 charges, two assaults on an officer. He hasn't even been deported yet. Let alone, And he's out. I mean, how does that make he's sense? He's an Curtis? asylum right. seeker. <laughs> he's better than any of us. He's better than an American. All right, guys. Professor Dershowitz, thank you so much. we got to take a hard break right now. God bless you. Keep telling people the truth, Professor. Thank you. And, everybody, yep, and we have Steve Forbes after the break, everybody. Stay with us. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, we're back. And, uh, you know, Washington is a mess. New York City is a mess. Well, the economy. Well, with us today is Steve Forbes. Steve, let me tell you something. New York is a mess. Washington is a mess. How about the economy? Are they going to keep raising interest rates? Or what, they, what are they going to do? They're almost breaking us. Uh, they've already uh, broken us in the sense that uh, we have uh, hard times ahead. 
and the Federal Reserve, among other the, among their other sins, John, is that they are ignoring the rest of the world. Uh, the rest of the world is having troubles because of our high rates. You've got, uh, among other things, but you've got uh, Germany in recession. You've got uh, China in uh, recession. You've got Japan wobbling. So uh, Latin America is increasingly a basket case. You look at Argentina. So you look around the world, and I think there's going to be breakage overseas that uh, the Federal Reserve is going to have to respond to. But their idea of high interest rates is hurting the economy and enough already. Pain does not cure inflation. It just means people are hurt. Steve, I hear a rumor that uh, that uh, Senator, uh, that uh, Joe Biden, President Biden, is going to Alaska. And one of the reasons he's going to Alaska, he's going to take back some of the uh, concessions he gave in Alaska on oil. Have you heard that at all? Yes. And uh, it's, it's stunning that, one, he would uh, not be in New York or in Washington for 9-11 but that he'd go all the way to Alaska and uh, then announce that he's going to deprive them of a significant source of uh, future revenue, uh, obviously for Alaska, but most importantly for the country and the world as a whole. It's uh, bizarre. You know, uh, Steve, that's amazing. This is Rita Cosby. That's amazing. And I, I just want our listeners to understand because that was only a sliver of what, you know, what he was allowing. That was like him saying, oh, look what we're doing. If he's cutting back on that, that is such a slap in the face at this time right now. Well, and and, and it's a slap at the face of uh, American security. Uh, the world needs more energy. High tech is a voracious appetite for energy. You take the cloud. The cloud already uses more electricity. The cloud, more energy, twice as much energy as the entire nation of Japan, third largest economy in the world. High tech is a huge appetite for energy. And this guy's uh, instead saying, well, maybe Venezuela can uh, fill the gap. No, it can. It's so dirty oil anyway. You know, you brought up Venezuela because we are they are turning to Venezuela. Think about just the economic security it's causing us. And and it's so unnecessary. And uh, they they figure, well, we're not going to need oil and gas in the future. It's all going to be windmills and solar panels. And they just ignore the facts. Talking about the science, the physics. They ignore it all. Where are the mines going to come from? They need 40, more, 40, 40 times the number of mines for lithium. You can't even get a lithium mine in Minnesota in this country. So where it's going to come from? And even if they got the mining, would rip up the Earth's surface 20, to more, 20 times the more nickel we need, 40 times lithium, cobalt. And by the way, where is cobalt refined? China. It's, it's just mind-boggling that... Uh, uh, if we uh, made a Chinese uh, uh, president, I don't know, he would have done a, a worse job than uh, President Biden. Yeah, how sad. You're right, John. I mean, you're right. It's like it seems so counterproductive. And also the Chinese are slapping us in the face. There's the G20 that's coming up. Biden's leaving tomorrow. And President Xi isn't even going. Steve Forbes. I mean, it's it's such a it, it, we are at such a disadvantage on so many levels. Uh, Judge Weinberg, you have a question for Steve Forbes. Yeah, Steve, what I'm very troubled about is all this is in the drive to have electric vehicles, electric cars, and the population does not want electric cars. And China has tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of those cars sitting on the lot. The American people don't want them. And they keep forcing it down our throats. What do you say about that? Well, it's it's uh, un-American. It's uh, anti-freedom, anti-free enterprise, and also tyranny. 
the fact you know in a normal market you might find people 10 15 percent wanting electric cars uh no one wants an electric truck because you have two thousand uh, pound batteries which reduces the ability to carry freight so uh it's a small market small niche market but they're trying to force it and in doing so they want to destroy the auto industry which will throw us in a severe recession and uh, they're going to uh, destroy uh, ancillary industries as well. It just doesn't work. It is preposterous. We'll have a depression if they follow through, but I don't think they will. I think it's going to get thrown out both by the courts and, most importantly, by the court of public opinion next year, the voters. Any any rumors on uh, what the Fed is going to do in September 19th? September 19th? My God, it's only about uh, 10, 15 days yes, away. It, 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 it seems like the monster comes uh, so often now. Uh, and uh, I don't think they're going to raise rates. Uh, I think they uh, see uh, they're, they're kind of puzzled by the economy. But if they raise rates, uh, the, we've already got headwinds. You know, you've seen what's happened to mortgage rates. They've gone up threefold. Delinquencies on credit cards and car payments are rising uh, alarmingly. Uh, banks are uh, tightening up because they're going to have to uh, put aside more credit because of crazy regulations. And you've seen already, John, you know the business, what's happening to the price of oil. And uh, you put uh, what's happening overseas together, and it's, 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 a, it's, it's a bleak uh, picture ahead. And it's so easy to turn around. Just take a permanent vacation, guys. <laughs> thank you. St- thank you, Steve Forbes. Steve, Steve uh, we'll talk to you again maybe before the end of the week. And thank you so much for telling the American people the truth. God bless you. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank let's, you Steve. let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to come back with uh, Ambassador, Ambassador John Bolton. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Katz and Cosby. Well, uh, the U.K. has decided to declare the Wagner Group, the Russian mercenary group, a terrorist organization. Uh, I say, what took them so long, and why isn't the U.S. doing that? And this comes. I thought it was going to be the Russian Foreign Legion. Yeah, that, that's what Putin wants to call them, right, John? That's if uh, uh, the guy is still alive or not. We don't know, right? The leader of it. Who's that, Prigozhin? Yeah, Prigozhin. There's rumors he's got a double. Well, joining us now to talk about all of this is former U.N. Ambassador. We have the great John Bolton. Uh, John, uh, I want to ask you, Ambassador Bolton, first your reaction to the fact that the U.K. seems to be much more aggressive on going after uh, the Wagner Group. I mean, these guys are responsible for these horrible atrocities all over Africa, but certainly, of course, in Ukraine, too. I mean, just uh, there's some horrible pictures, actually, that just went up a couple hours ago of what they're doing, uh, the torturing and maiming and all this. Um, why, why is the U.S. so slow on going after them? Well, you know, it's a it's a good question, and there's no good answer. In the U.K., Suella Braverman, who's the uh, Home Secretary, really has taken the lead on this. Parliament uh, has approved it. 
the U.S. has designated the Wagner Group as a as an international criminal organization, which which allows for some sanctions. But but it's clearly, as you say, a foreign terrorist organization too. And and I, I really think the administration shouldn't waste any more time. The, the FTO designation gives uh, the the administration the ability to put in place very powerful sanctions, freezing a lot of Wagner Group assets, barring its members from entering the country and and prohibiting really any uh, U.S. person from giving uh, any aid or assistance at all uh, to a foreign terrorist organization. So it's something we really should do. You know, um, also, I want to ask you, the G20 is coming up. Um, as you know, President Biden's supposed to be leaving tomorrow. Uh, President Xi of China is not going to be there. Do you uh, think that that's a slap in the face, Ambassador Bolton? I mean, we've clearly been going, I would say, coddling. We sent the Commerce Secretary. We sent Secretary of State. And yet uh, she's not there. And Biden keeps saying, I'm going to meet with them. I'm going to meet with them. Uh, it looks like he's MIA on this one. Well, it's very interesting because it's really a slap in the face to India, which is hosting the G20. And, uh, and, you know, this, this I hope is a wake up call for many people in India about exactly what China's intentions are. Putin won't be there either. Some people have speculated it's an effort to undercut the entire purpose of the GA. I have to tell you, I've been to my share of G20 meetings and, uh, it's, it's nothing to write home about, but it's a, you know, it's a forum for these leaders to get together. So when they don't show up, they send their deputy or some other official. Uh, it, it really, uh, uh, it, it undercuts the whole purpose, at least the only legitimate purpose of the group getting together. John, this is Pete King. Couldn't the argument be made that China is not there because of their border dispute with India? It's a pretty serious dispute. And Putin, is he afraid of being locked up as a war criminal if he leaves? Well, I think he I think uh, he he understands that it would be he would pose a problem for any country he he went to and so he avoids the the problem. I don't think anybody would have the temerity to to arrest him, but it would cause trouble in the case of India. He wants good relations with India so he solves uh, Prime Minister Modi's problem by just not showing up at all. I mean, I think the Chinese are really putting their thumb in the Indian's eye and uh you know, for for you, you would think they would want to smooth relations over and so on, but this this is uh, this is pretty blatant. It's 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 a big deal in India. I can tell you, I was there earlier this year. They're putting a lot into this G20 meeting, and for Xi Jinping to blow it off, it's uh, it's going to leave a lasting impression. And Rudy Washington has a question for you, the yeah. former deputy mayor of New York City. Ambassador, how do you read, uh, you know, the North Koreans uh, hooking up with the Russians? On weapons and and with China, you know this uh, axis of evil, as uh, President Bush would call them. Um, how do you read that in terms of our threat with Taiwan and what's going on in the Middle East? Well, it's not it's not good for us, that's for sure. It's a big win for North Korea because they increase uh, their their status with Russia. I mean, I, they're going to ask for a lot of things from Russia. It now gives them a better chance to play off Russia and China, who's going to give them the most assistance. And I think it shows our friends in Asia that this axis, uh, as you rightly put it, between China and Russia with outriders like Iran and North Korea really is getting very serious. And uh, and I hope I hope that alerts other people to the danger, not just that North Korea poses, but but in particular China. Yeah. Ambassador John Bolton, so great to have you here on Cats and Cosby. We love your perspective. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And of course, uh, another huge national security issue is what's going on in the border. And of course, all the migrant shelters that are popping up.
Uh, joining us now here on Cats and Cosby is Nicole Jelinas, contributing writer, of course, with the New York Post, also contributing editor to Manhattan Institute City Journal. And Nicole, you talked about uh, the work permits, uh, that this has been this big push for work permits. I don't know if you saw the latest. They're doing another mega shelter they just announced in Long Island City, too. Uh, where is this going, Nicole? Hi, Rita. Good to be on with you. Yeah, you know, the the, the 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 big new idea coming out of Mayor Adams and the governor is just to award all of the 60,000 migrants who are currently in city shelter an immediate work permit. So the theory is people would go get jobs and they would have enough money to get out of the city shelter. I mean, you know, you, you can tell immediately this is, this is just another solution that's going to cause more problems than it's going to solve. If, if we're just announcing that we're giving out work permits, we'll see a much bigger surge at the border. And it also, you know, we've, we've got 11, 12 million migrants in the country who have been here for years and years and years working under the books, working without work permits. If we're going to give newcomers work permits, we would have to give all of these undocumented migrants uh, work permits. And uh, Judge Weinberg, you've got a question for Nicole. And Nicole, the other problem is under the local law passed by the city council, which Mary Adams allowed to become law, giving uh, the non-residents a right to vote in municipal elections, one of the conditions is Mm -hmm. that you have a work permit. So what you're doing is enabling all these people who shouldn't be here in the first place to vote in municipal elections to vote them uh, sweetheart deals. What do you say about that? Yeah, I mean, we the mayor created a huge problem in applying the right to shelter to people who have never spent a day in New York City. The mayor should have immediately said the right to shelter only applies to people who can show they, they have had a fixed address in New York City sometime over the last five years. It's for New Yorkers who are down on their luck. It's not meant to solve the problems of Western governments who have still have yet to deal with global migrant and global refugee uh, flows over the past 10 years. And yes, one of the byproducts of this is that he is uh, creating a, a very different uh, voting base. And so, you know, I'm not sure that, the, that that's something that the mayor has uh, considered, but certainly, yes, uh, we we have we will have a, a a different incentive for everyone who is uh, protesting against these mass shelters going up in residential neighbors. Uh, the mayor can can blunt those with votes from some of the newcomers. So you know we are we are seeing a changed political dynamic and a changed fiscal dynamic in the city. Nicole, it's, it's Richard Warmer again. So when you look at this totality. The situation isn't it just perfectly clear that Hochul and Adams should plant themselves on the White House lawn and say close the border, enforce the immigration laws? Isn't that the answer? Absolutely. I mean, no matter what your views on immigration, you know, does Congress have the right policies? What should the right policies be? Should we have more people coming in on temporary work visas for seasonal work? Should we have more? Uh, lower wage jobs being opened up to migrants? Should we have more high skilled jobs being opened up to migrants? I mean, you can debate all these things all day, but it doesn't really matter which one you pick unless you have the ability to enforce the law. Unless the president. By the way, Nicole, I yeah, got to read some breaking news on, <laughs> on, on, on uh, Fox. It says 
the yeah, dev, yeah. the uh, mayor Lightfoot from uh, Chicago, Chicago yeah. uh, the failed Democratic mayor, uh, is teaching leadership at Harvard now. New job. Oh, good for her. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and, and by the way, leadership. And, and also, we just were talking earlier in the show with Professor Dershowitz. Harvard basically got a, a zero, a minus zero, if you can get that, for free speech. Like the worst oh, of the worst. So, uh, what is uh, happening to our country? Oh, my God. Nicole, what is happening to our country? I'm telling you. Well, we, we need a return to confidence. I mean, we can't we can't do anything about the migrant crisis unless the president can competently enforce the laws at the southern border. Unless he can show he can do that, whatever reforms we all propose, it doesn't even matter. Because if you're not going to enforce the reforms, people will still keep doing what they've been doing. Well, well, uh, uh, Nicole, well, thank Nicole, you. thank you so much. And uh, uh, please uh, go to your uh, house of worship and pray for our country. <laughs> yeah. Pray I for all of that. us, too, okay? <laughs> thank thank you. you, John. Thank you, Edith. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so Let's much. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we may have another surprise. It's a common-sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cass and Cosby. Of course, big news coming out today that the special counsel intends to seek an indictment against President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Meantime, also members of Congress saying they're getting stonewalled at every turn. And we are speaking to the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Congressman Jim Jordan. Uh, Congressman, uh, what can you do? You know, we were talking with uh, Congressman Comer earlier in the show, and he was talking about all the stonewalling that's happening, even from Mayorkas and all these others. Uh, what can you do? You're ahead of the judiciary. Well, I think this is why the speaker has indicated if, if we need to move to, and I think we're, we're, we're quickly and rapidly approaching this, if we need to move to an impeachment inquiry phase of our oversight work, then we will do that. And what that what that typically does is it it if you do an official resolution saying we're now in an impeachment inquiry phase of, 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 of our investigation. The courts have, been, have looked at that as like, OK, now if there's a disputes that happen between the legislative branch, between the Congress and the executive branch, they are much more willing to side with the, the legislative branch in, in giving us the documents we need and the access to people we need to depose because we are we are in effect exercising a core constitutional function that resides solely in the House of Representatives, and that's the impeachment function. So, uh, if we go to an impeachment inquiry phase, I think that will help in us getting this information from these agencies that have been so reluctant uh, in, in pushing back and giving us the answers to the questions we ask. Mr. Chairman, it's Judge Richard Weinberg, sir. Welcome to the show. You bet. What I'm, you bet. What I'm very troubled about is the. Uh, the allegations that Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, intervened with the uh, yes. Secret Service and told them not to cooperate with uh, legislative investigation oversight. Could you comment on that, sir? Well, we, we don't know that that happened, but it sure looks like it based on the correspondence is back and forth between the Secret Service, uh, which is part of the Department of Homeland Security, and the Legislative Affairs Office in the Department of Homeland Security. This is why Chairman Comer issued the subpoenas he did uh, yesterday to talk with five different individuals there in, in that agency. We'll see. But it doesn't surprise me that they've done this because this is how Mayorkas operates. We asked, we asked Mayorkas, we had him in front of the Judiciary Committee six weeks ago, 
And before that hearing, we said, be prepared to answer these questions. And we told him the questions we had. He came to the hearing. We asked those questions. He said, I'll have to get back to you. I don't have an answer to that. And, we, and it was a fundamental question about our border security, about the 2.2 million illegals who've been encountered on our border and been released into the country. We asked him, tell us how many of that 2.2 have went through the adjudication process now over the last three years and been removed. And he wouldn't answer the question. And we've subsequently written to him and asked him, will you give us? The, he still hasn't given us the answer. So the fact that he's done this, what appears to be uh, kept the Secret Service from giving the answers to Chairman Comer doesn't surprise me, but an impeachment inquiry phase of, a, of, an, uh, of an investigation, I think, will help, as I said earlier, help us get to the answers that we uh, need for the American would, people. Would that be broad enough, uh, Mr. Chairman, to pick up other people? In other words, not just uh, President Biden, but Mayorkas or the Attorney General of the United States, Garland? Well, ultimately, it would depend on how the resolution is written. Um, and, you know, that's something that has to be uh, has to be determined yet. When we get back next week, the House is back in session next week, and we convene with, with the Speaker and with the full conference. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out uh, – if we go down this road, we'll figure out exactly how that will be uh, how that will be structured. Hey, Jim, this is Pete King. Good to talk to you. Good to hear you talking again. You hey, great. Peter. How are you? I tell you, keep how up the you? fight. I'm doing great. Uh, I miss you guys. Sometimes I do anyway. No, seriously. <laughs> uh, on, you know, on the uh, potential indictment on the gun wrap, to me, that's low-hanging fruit. That's the one where there's absolutely no defense on it. Uh, what are yeah. you hearing as far as immunity on the other charges, the much more serious one, the Foreign Agents, uh, uh, FARA Act? I mean, you know, those are yeah, you know, tax wraps. I, I mean, serious ones. Yeah. Are they going to be uh, you know, off the table or what? I do not know. All we know is what we've uh, what we've seen. So we saw the the sweetheart deal, as it's been called, that the judge and the court declined to accept back in July, back on July 26th. But we learned in the story that was in the New York Times three weeks ago that there was actually a sweeter deal than even the sweetheart deal that was first proposed that said they weren't even going to require Hunter Biden to plead guilty to anything. And I think but for those two brave whistleblowers from the IRS coming forward, Mr. Shapley and Mr. Ziegler, that we would they would have probably pushed through that super sweet deal. So I don't know. I do think you're right, Pete, that that they'll they'll look to do. The uh, the gun the gun charge, um, but I don't know what what happens there. And you know this is just breaking news today, so I, I haven't had a chance to digest it and talk about it with uh, some of our lawyers. Con- Congressman, we'll, we'll see. Congressman, this is Rudy Washington, and I you know made the statement to Congressman Comer um, until until we as the American people begin to fight back. I, I I was it bothered me to my core when I watched a treaty put together without the Congress. Uh, with Iran uh, that should have yep. been voted on. Nobody sure sued. Uh, it bothered me when, you know, through executive order, you could declare students, basically give them citizenship, DACA. Uh, it, you know, yep. it bothered me when Lois Lerner chilled free speech, you know, yep. uh, on the conservative side, using the IRS, and nobody brought lawsuit. When are we going to start fighting on some of this stuff? Because all I'm looking at is the country going downhill uh, to the point yeah. now crimes are right in front of people's faces. We got a compliant media that sell people a bill of goods. I, it's it's just disturbing. It really is. And until I begin well, to see and what's going to happen with the budget in, in another week yeah. or so. Yeah. So I, I do think that uh, <clears throat> because the, the House of Representatives, the Republicans won the House, 
if we had it, we would not know any of this stuff. We wouldn't have known about the censorship operation the Biden administration was, was doing by pressuring big tech to censor conservatives and Republican speech. We wouldn't have known about what the IRS was up to. And oh, oh, by the way, here's, here's a win we got. About six weeks ago, the IRS announced they will no longer be sending agents out to uh, unannounced visits to American citizens' homes. And they said the reason was we're concerned about our agent safety. Baloney. The reason they changed that is we caught them that when we had Matt Taibbi, journalist, testifying in front of our committee, who was one of the Twitter files authors, and the Democrats were going after Matt Taibbi and saying, give us, divulge your sources to us. And he was giving them a lecture on the First Amendment. While all that was happening, while, while he was on the witness stand in a committee, the IRS was knocking on his door, knocking on that. If you don't, that that's intimidating. That's all changed. The IRS will no longer be doing that. I, and I'm convinced it happened because we got that fact to the American people and made an issue Bravo. of what was going on there. So we got to keep doing more of that kind of thing and proposing legislation and using the power of the purse. And, of course, the ultimate check on all this is, uh, is on Election Day, where I'm for 100 percent for putting President Trump back in the White House. Uh, that's, that's, that's what we ultimately got to do. Well, you need some law and order in our country and in our cities and in in Washington. You need some common sense and you need law and order. Uh, Thank you, uh, Congressman. Thank you for everything you do. And uh, God bless you and God bless America. Thank you. Thank you, Congressman. Thank you you for being with us. Thank you. Wow. What a a powerful day. We had Comer and we also just had Jim Jordan on such a big breaking news day. And Ambassador Bolton and Dershowitz. And and Peter King. And Rudy Washington. And Rudy Washington. And don't forget the judge. (laughs) And thank God we got rid of Curtis Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) We we sent him out to the uh, the front. (laughs) The Russian front. (laughs) Which one, right? (laughs) Well, guys, uh, we love America. We love our city. We love our state. What What do we we all stand for? Truth, Truth, justice, justice, and the American way. way. God bless America.